Hey friend, do you have ADHD? Maybe, maybe not. It really doesn't matter because either way, you're so welcome here. Whether it's you or someone you live with that has the squirrely brain, I'm here to help. On this show, we'll be sharing perspective shifts and hacks and systems and routines that all work for people of all ages with neurodivergent brains. I spent the last almost decade working with students as a special education teacher and navigating my own ADHD. Whether you want someone to hold space for you or you want the tactical, tangible strategies, you're in the right place. I'm going to help you learn to let it be easy, work with your unique strengths, and move from scattered to simplified. And we're doing it all with positive perspective, self-compassion, and a whole lot of God's grace. Let's do this. Today, we are talking with Sarah Miller. She is a self-care coach who helps overwhelmed women reduce anxiety with self-care that actually sticks. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Good morning, guys. I'm here with Sarah Miller, and we're going to be talking about coaching and all kinds of good stuff. So we're just going to hop right in. And my first question for everyone is, what is the one thing that makes you feel like you have your stuff together? I would say that, gosh, if I had to choose one, probably having clean clothes and like having the clean clothes that I like ready to go. Um, If I can choose to, I would also say my environment. If my environment's freaking falling apart, then it's, I don't really feel very put together. (laughs) Yep, yep. That um, has been an answer that's come up a lot for people so far is wanting a clean space. I do like the clean clothes though, because I agree, like if I have to go somewhere and I don't have anything clean that I want to wear that I feel good in, that I'm just, my whole day feels like it's wrecked. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that one when I started like this question and then going through my own things. Um, all right. So just tell us a little bit about who you are, who you serve, how you got here. Yeah. So of course I'm Sarah. I'm a self-care coach. I help women reduce anxiety, um, reduce overwhelm with the power of effective and sustainable self-care. Um, and I got here after years and years and years of content creation and niching down, trying to figure out what I was doing, who I was serving. Um, I've been creating content in some form or another for at least seven years um, online, um, including a blog, a podcast. Um, I've tried many different things. And I really got into this anxiety space because of my own experiences with anxiety, specifically generalized anxiety disorder, um, and later some postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety on top of that. So that's what kind of launched me into this mental health space and my own self-care journey, which of course then snowballed into me wanting to be able to share that with people in my audience and to to continue teaching the things that helped me so much. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love when we um, are able to connect like a piece of our story into serving others in some way, because it's so nice to be able to be like, oh, I've been through this. Like, let me make it a little bit easier for you. So I love that that's what you're doing. Um, I guess my first question then for you is what is like your main things for self-care like what do you focus in on on a regular basis and I'm sure it's like very individually based 
um, because, you know, we all have different lives and preferences and strengths and stuff, but I'd love to hear what you try to do on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, you're spot on. That's something that I really like hone in on with my clients is that you do not have to follow what I do, what anybody else does. It's about what works for you. Um, so for me, one of my go-tos is always a hot shower because for me, it is this like moment of just being able to reset and literally like rinse off whatever the hell is happening in my head and just Mm -hmm. kind of give myself a fresh start. Um, so that's a go-to for me. Some of the like little ways that I will practice self-care is even through the way I set up my day and knowing what works well for me. So for instance, I still have a, a nine to five job, but I actually work 8.30 to 4.30 because I know that that time frame works better for me and my family. Mm-hmm. It supports me because I have, you know, I, I, that's, I can start that early because I work remotely and by finishing earlier, I can get dinner on the table and like be done and move on with my day. And it's just a more supportive um, schedule for me. There's a lot of different aspects of self-care that people wouldn't necessarily categorize like that because Mm -hmm. it's like, do you really think about your schedule as self-care? Like, no. But when you're using it with this intentionality, this mindfulness, when you're designing your life in this way that supports you, all of that comes down to caring for yourself in the way that you need. It's about meeting your needs. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others I would touch on. I am not a meditation girl. I cannot meditate. I hate it. Um, it's just not my thing, but, um, I will do things like sit outside for a few minutes if I need to like just deep breath and kind of like get some good vitamin D, all that. Um, Movement can be great. I have found um, yoga to be a favorite of mine um, after years of experimentation and um, pet snuggles. That's Mm -hmm. another one. Snuggling with my dog is probably one of my go-tos as well. Yeah. I love that. Um, And I love what you said, like, there's so much that goes into self-care that people don't think of as self-care. One for me specifically, um, I like to procrastinate boring tasks um, <laughs> until the deadline is like in my face. Like even small, yep. like small, quote unquote, small things like pain pills as soon as they show up. Like I'm like, hey, I got time. It's not due yet. And I'll pile them up. And so for me, even sometimes self-care is just being like, you got to stop and do the boring things that you're avoiding that are stressing you out, that you're trying to Mm -hmm. pretend aren't and you're acting like it's not there. Like just sit down and get it out of the way. And so that's like totally the unsexy side of self-care. Like you said, like it's anything that's taking care of yourself. And I like to even think about it like with my kid, you know, there are so many things that I do for her on a regular basis that care for her that aren't like luxurious and relaxing and like massages and bubble baths and all the fun stuff that everyone wants to do. We're also doing the boring stuff too. Um, I personally also really love just getting outside. Like when I feel myself feeling super overwhelmed, I will just go outside and put my feet in the grass and just like I say all the time, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm solar charged and I'll just sit there and like reconnect with the sun and refill my battery for a few minutes. Um, And I also feel myself needing like screen time breaks and social media breaks Mm, to where like it's completely blocked on my phone, if not deleted, because 
it feels like a background app running even in your brain, right? You're like, oh, I wonder how this is doing. Oh, I have this idea. And like, I have to literally delete it to just be like, it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely sometimes the like hard to do self-care that is most impactful. So things Mm. like setting that boundary of let's let's take a couple days off of social media or let's like pay that bill or therapy or exercise. There's a lot of things in there that maybe you're not, like you said, sexy, not fun. There's even things like the very basics of like, oh, I should actually drink water and not just drink coffee all day, which I am guilty of <laughs> at times. Um, <laughs> or like eat a nutritious meal instead of grabbing right. a protein bar and acting like that's going to sustain you all day. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just truly it's, caring for yourself. It really is. And sometimes that hard to do self-care can be very hard to start with. So things like therapy or um, doing like a whole workout or something may feel really overwhelming and unattainable. Mm -hmm. So what I like to talk through with my clients is making it bite-sized, making every little thing bite-sized and starting small and making that habit of starting to care for yourself in that way. Even if it's literally, I'm going to walk up and down my street yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Or I'm going to eat an apple and then maybe later I'll have the energy to have an actual meal because I've started small. I've started bite-sized. Um, I love that. Something like that. And my yep. interview that I did with Alyssa Wolf that I think comes out before this one, we were talking about like personality types and goal setting. And she was talking about making it so easy that you can't not do it. She's like, you mm-hmm. know, if you want to become someone who does 50 push ups a day, just start with two. Like, who's going to be like, oh, I don't have time for two push ups or I can't do that? You're like, whatever, yep. it's two push ups, let's do it. And so we were talking about the book Atomic Habits and how, like, yep. even if you're not going to actually do the thing, like, my sister texted me about the book um, recently and was like, he was talking about the habit of becoming someone who journals and like literally, even if all you do is sit down, open your notebook and like write the date and then close it and be done. Do that over and over because you're still flexing that muscle. And eventually you're going to be like, well, I'm already sitting here. I might as well journal something. And then Mm -hmm. over time it becomes part of your identity. So I love that making it bite-sized. I also think kind of just reframing some of those things that people are already doing that they don't think of as self-care so they can start to have that identity of like, I'm someone who takes care of myself. Like you said, a hot shower can be self-care. If you just, I mean, it's self-care anyway, but like you have to get into the mindset of like, oh, I'm doing this to take care of myself and maybe take that time to imagine washing away whatever happened in your day. I'm a nighttime shower person because I feel the same way. I like to come home and like wash off my work day and reset my brain, like come out as a blank slate. And I think Mm -hmm. if people just start to realize all the things that they already do to take care of themselves, that also helps because then you like love yourself on a deeper level, right? Like even stopping and getting gas in your car, like that's self-care because now you're not going to be on the side of the road with no gasoline (laughs) hitchhiking, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's proactive self-care. Yes. There's like the proactive versus reactive that I think people are often reactive with their self-care rather than mm. doing things prior to getting to that place of just super anxious, super overwhelmed, super agitated and just all the negative things, right? right. Um, 
that when they're proactive about it, doing those things like filling up their car with gas so they don't get stuck on the side of the road, that's really beneficial. And going back to those like everyday moments, one of the things that is very helpful in trying to shift that mindset is making teeny tiny little tweaks to those things you're doing every day to just elevate them a little bit. So things like when you take your hot shower, turn on some candles, turn off the overhead light. So it's just very chill and mellow and zen and all that. Or listen to an encouraging podcast when you're doing the dishes, or maybe it is listening to music that you don't typically listen to at home with, with kids um, in the car or whatever it is, just tiny little moments of elevating your everyday can be a really great place to start with self-care. I love that. It's just pulling in that mindful aspect of it because Mm -hmm. we do, I mean, especially as moms, I can't even imagine if you had someone following you around all day, like taking tallies of all the things that you do to take care of yourself. You're probably doing all kinds of stuff, but it's just boring stuff that doesn't feel cool, you know? Um, Okay. So my next question is if I came to you, I'm a client, I'm like, or a wannabe client. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. Like, what does one of those early conversations with you sound like? Because I know that a lot of people who are overwhelmed are probably going to already just be like, oh, well, I don't have time for this. This isn't going to work for me and kind of like shut it off before they even know. Or if they have that background of anxiety, oh, like, I'm scared to talk to her. I don't know how this is going to be. Like, I don't want to reach out. And so I feel like if we give them like a small glimpse, it can kind of open that up for a few people maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So... I would say, first off, super awesome that you're talking to me. That's an awesome first step in just looking to take better care of yourself and reducing that overwhelm, reducing that anxiety. And as somebody with a long history of anxiety, I try to make my onboarding process, my coaching options very flexible in terms of how the format in which we coach so that you feel most comfortable. So One option that I have that may be um, helpful if you're really nervous about talking to me face-to-face is Boxer Coaching, which is just Mm. a walkie-talkie style app so that you can do just quick little messages back and forth. You're not having to look at my face. You can respond when you need to and kind of take your time. That's what I started with when I worked with my own coach um, on like business and other other things. But um, that was such a great way for me to dive into something that felt really, really scary. Um, And in that space, it's always something where I'm there to support you as much as you want me to, which means if you need me to leave you alone and not, then that's cool. Um, Or if you're looking for more support, we can talk through it. If you want encouragement, there's, it's always a space of no, judgment and just talking through it like your 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 friend that's just right your right. coach like an outside party to be a voice of reason outside of that daily stress that that person is experiencing mm-hmm. you're holding space for them I'm sure you're helping problem solve and relating oh, to yeah. them because you've been there and so um someone described coaching as like getting a bird's eye view in your situation. Like if you're in the middle of a maze, your coach is like up here in a helicopter, like, okay, turn left, turn right. And they get you through the maze so much faster because they already know the path and you don't. And I just Mm -hmm. loved that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so brilliant. And it's so true 
and it makes you feel so supported. And then it also builds confidence too, right? Because your coach is telling you, okay, well, like, why don't you go ahead and try this? And then maybe you try it and you feel better. And then slowly you start learning how to like trust yourself and tune into yourself and see what you need. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly the kind of thing that I like to work through with my clients. And I think that it's also just, um, something where your coach is able to pick up on these little cues, these things that you might say something and you don't even realize that the way you're saying it, you're like, Hey, sounds like there's some, some interesting beliefs and things happening here that we need to work through. Like saying things like I've heard, Oh, I know that I should be doing this. And it's like, hold up. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be doing anything. Ultimately, self-care is finding what works and is a good fit for you. I mean, of course, there's things like you're a human being. You have to drink water. <laughs> but um, and as a responsible adult, pay your bills, that kind of thing. But when it comes to things like, oh, I should be, oh, doing like heavy weightlifting workouts. No, if that's not a fit for you, that's not a fit for you. It's okay to do something else. So catching those little like just shifts in language that you may not notice when you're having your own thoughts about it. Um, and being able to talk through that is so beneficial. Um, and that's something that we'll often pull out when we're talking through things. So that's such a good point. Cause when you're in the thick of it, you're not recognizing those things in yourself. So speaking of being in the thick of it, what, first of all, I feel like Voxer is such a good option for overwhelmed moms because like you said, first of all, you don't have to get face to face. Second, they don't have to like have an appointment, come sit with you like I am right now, which is fine for me. Like, but that's not going to be fine for everyone. And I also feel like it helps with those people that think they don't have time because you can do it in your own time frame, right? Like you can listen as soon as you get the message or you can listen at night when your kids are in bed or during nap time or when they're eating a meal and then you can respond right away or you can wait. But do you have any other things that you um, say or suggest or try to help navigate? Because I'm sure you hear super often like, oh, I just don't have time for this. I don't have time for self-care. How do you approach that mom who obviously needs the self-care what does that look like with you yeah so I think that comes down to having to talk through this I I think there's a limiting belief there when a mom Mm -hmm. is saying when a woman is saying that hey I don't have time for this I don't have time for self-care I don't have time to work on it or whatever self-care is really not something that is optional yeah. And so having to talk through that belief is tough. It's something that is often something that we would have to do in coaching and talk through, okay, why do you feel like you don't have time? Do you feel like it's that you don't deserve to take that time? Do you feel like you literally just have no room on your plate? And either way, what is the cost of you not practicing self-care? Right. Of you reaching this point of being totally overwhelmed, being t- completely anxious, really just reaching this breaking point, mm-hmm. this this point of burnout, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not meeting any of your needs. Self-care is not optional. It's mm-hmm. not an extra thing. It's not a fun thing. I mean, right. it can be fun, but it's not, it's not just this little extra thing that's only for a particular type of woman or 
you know, cause I'll, I'll hear that as well. It's like, well, you know, I, my mental health is fine. I don't need self-care. And it's like, no, <laughs> your self-care is about being proactive. It's yeah. about, I mean, yes, we can talk through reactive self-care day and night and what to do when you're already in that place. But by being proactive, you're going to be so much more successful and you got to take the time for it. You do. I I mean, well, and if you don't take the time, your body's going to make you at some point, right? Like when we try to push, 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 that's when you end up with a cold or like randomly having to get your appendix removed or whatever (laughs) else, a stomach bug or like your period hits. And it's like the worst one you've had in forever because your body is literally screaming at you to slow down and take a minute because I feel like usually the people who are like, oh, I don't have any time because they're just like, go, 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 go. A lot Mm -hmm. of times they're filling their schedule with things that aren't even important to them, right? Like, yeah, I have a couple of people in my life that they'll say yes to everything and then they're constantly like, oh, I don't have any time. And I'm like, well, because you're doing this and this and this and this and this and this. And then they complain (laughs) about the things that they have to do. And you're like, I feel like a big piece of self-care is also setting boundaries. I love the analogy of like, I hate the word balls, dude. I was a teacher for so long in fourth grade. I literally would not use that word. I'd be like, put away the playground equipment. Like, but it's the best analogy about, you know, you're juggling so many balls and (laughs) some of them are glass, right? Like your health, that should be a glass one. Your family, that should be a glass one. And then there are some that are plastic that don't matter. And so like you can let some of those drop, like social interactions with like acquaintances that aren't really that important to you you can let that go right now if you're in a season of like needing to focus on your family and your own health and focusing on what is that glass ball if that falls everything is going to come crashing yeah something over here I can maybe let that go and it's not going to be a big deal yeah yeah I've definitely I've heard that analogy and I sorry it's just squeaky chair um (laughs) So I, I love that analogy because it's just really, I mean, like you said, it's very critical to think about what's actually a priority, what is actually going to get you places. And the boundaries conversation too is something that is really important for work-life balance, for even your relationships with other people, because believe it or not, relationships are a big part of self-care, whether that's how your partner supports you or it is having distance between somebody that causes you a lot of anxiety because of toxic behavior. It's, It's either end of the spectrum, relationships are key. So that's where those boundaries definitely come in as well. So true. Well, I feel like I could literally talk to you for hours, Um, (laughs) but I know that you have to get to your regular job and so do I. So I'm going to leave it with, is there anything else that you feel like we didn't get to touch on or you didn't get a chance to say yet that you want to say before we're done? Yeah. So I think that one of the things, because since this is a podcast called, do I have ADHD? (laughs) Um, I, one of the things I want to talk about is that literally forgetting to practice self-care, which is something I hear a lot with clients that have ADHD, with friends that have ADHD. Mm. Um, I've seen it in myself. I don't know if I have ADHD, no idea, but it's, it's possible. Right. (laughs) Um, so one of my favorite things for those clients, um, to recommend 
is habit thinking, which I'm sure is something you've heard of. I think it's in Atomic Habits. Maybe not. There's so many habit books. I can't remember which ones have what, but um, basically it's the concept of taking something that you're already doing is something that you probably do on autopilot, um, whether that's taking your dog out or making your coffee in the morning. If there's a piece of self-care that you want to do, you want to be doing, but you cannot seem to remember to do it, mm-hmm. link it to one of those things mm-hmm. that you are already doing habitually. So maybe that is putting your journal next to your coffee maker so that you remember to, okay, I'm sitting down with my coffee. Let me just like do a quick little five-minute journal or whatever um, and just really linking those habits together. So yeah. Start small. Start with that habit linking. Yeah, um, that's I what that. I would recommend. Something else that I feel like has been so easy for me to implement is um, I wash my face every night because I'm wearing makeup. And so several nights a week, I'll just put on a face mask like just to do it. Why not? I saw that someone was like, if you're someone who avoids taking a shower, like put on a face mask. And by the time it needs to come off, you have to get into the shower so you can't like push it off forever. I think something (laughs) else that's super helpful for people with ADHD, if it's something that you like really, truly want to build, it's important to you, set alarms on your phone to remind you. Um, Someone else I've seen that has something, she uses slap bracelets and puts them on her steering wheel to like remind her of something. So like, I don't know, maybe you want to start going to the gym after work, but you literally drive past the gym because you're on autopilot going home. Put that on your um, steering wheel to remind you like, oh, I have somewhere I need to stop before I get home. And then it just gives Mm -hmm. you that cue. I mean, I guess you could also just like wear the bracelet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've also seen the like stretchy bracelets that have the tags on them that are really annoying and like you can't ignore them. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that too. I'm like, that would drive me nuts. I don't think it would inspire me to get things done. I'd be like, just get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Sarah. Um, I feel like this is probably not going to be our last conversation. So I appreciate you sharing all of your knowledge with us today. And, um, I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys loved that conversation as much as I did. If you want to connect with Sarah, you can find her on Instagram at Sarah strives or on her website. It is the Sarah Miller.com. That will all be in the show notes, and there's also a link there for one of her self-care resources if you're interested in downloading that. Again, she helps overwhelmed women reduce anxiety with self-care that actually sticks, and honestly, I really love following her on Instagram, so I highly suggest you go check her out. Hey you, thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to have been part of your day. If you love this episode, would you please consider sharing it on your Instagram stories and tagging me? This way I know what you're loving and what to make more of. I'll see you next week.